This is The Braither Point. To make an important medical device available to all 4,700 residents. I told you about it in October. And Sunday, there's a special meeting to share more or start signing up. The MyID program is ready to roll out in East Palestine. It's a medical information system which helps first responders provide care. And it gives us that rapid information that we may need should somebody be unresponsive or having some kind of medical emergency. MyID provides wearable devices or key fobs which have QR codes. Emergency responders use a camera phone to access important medical information. It shows them the underlying medical conditions you've supplied about allergies, medications, even emergency contacts. That information could impact treatment decisions if a person can't say it. All of the information is HIPAA compliant. My ID is available in East Palestine and Unity Township. The fire department will demonstrate to other departments which provide backup. My ID can be used anywhere. Sunday, residents can learn more during a special meeting at the East Palestine Community Center. We want to bring people in to get um, signed up to pick their device that they want. Um, and just so we can see what, how, who all is interested in it. People who are ready can sign up and pick their device. It's free. The village has $5,000 in donations to cover the first phase of 250 devices. And so there you see something behind uh, fires. There is the fifth generation global digital uh, connections there Anybody within. Oh, let me stop that and uh, leave full screen there. And hmm, see if I can get that back up. Well, not yet. To win, warriors must know why. There is never victory on defense. War has goals, battles, objectives. To know future, study past. To understand human nature, learn divine. The secrets are in scripture, hidden in history. The Bible begins at the end, before the beginning, an ego-engineered evil and a disconnected devil. First sin is a passive, unprotective atom, permitting the first psyop. Basic weapon is body. Ultimate, mind. Battlefield, soul. Gain the mind, win the soul. Rulers write history. Heroes define it. Martyrs make it. Selfless sacrifice survives sabotage. Elite soldiering is mind over matter. Ultimate warriorship is all heart. Valentine was martyred for marriage making, sanctifying the highest and hardest sacrament, ordaining the maker's micro-society, family. Conceived and raped, Open and adopted, claimed by Christians, initiated by indigenous, tribally trained, martial arts mastered, psyops and special forces served, decades of duty in DEA and DIA, intelligence inducted, deep state betrayed, Yeshua saved, dedicated to Republic rescue, American exceptionalism, and redemption by God's grace. I'm Jeff Prather, and this is the Prather Point. Welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for your patriotism and patronage. As your intelligence officer, I'm still serving our country and your support helps keep me independent of corrupt big tech media. Uh, so if you'd like, go to uh, to Beat Beatbox and promote Patriot Biz. You can uh, check out the 
patriotswitch.com slash Prather. That's a patriotic Christian business that's even making inroads into China. Um, and a lot of my uh, students do it in Team America, uh, the dojo, uh, HMAC. If you'd like to grab uh, more Prather, then grab my daily videos, transcripts, and resources. I just had a lady uh, email me, where's my videos at? Uh, well, they're, they're at um, jeffreyprather.com slash shop. My daily training videos are at patreon.com slash jeffreyprather. Uh, at the $25 a month level. If you just want the articles and documents, uh, you can go to jeffreyprather.locals.com. If you want the transcripts, again, patreon.com slash jeffreyprather at the $15 level. If you just want the created news stories um, at the $5 level. My podcasts are on almost all platforms. In fact, uh, I just, uh, Buzz, Buzzsprout just said I'm in the top 5% uh, of all of them, uh, which I guess is a nice uh, number. Um, and there, of course, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Mondays and Wednesdays at five, I'm on American Media Periscope recorded, uh, Friday mornings I've live at 10 a.m. Eastern time on Brighton, but all my podcasts, books, DVDs, websites, and other freedom tools are at jeffreyprather.com. Uh, but what I offer can't be bought. It must be earned. Praying together and training together year after year builds circles of timeless trust to help rescue our Republic team up with team America. They're doing a lot of great work at jeffreyprather.com slash join Team America. If abroad, join Team Global Freedom at jeffreyprather.com as well. Uh, you need resiliency uh, to stay in this fight. The most committed wins to develop that uh, resiliency. You can try my kinetic Christology at christchaplaincy.com. It's not Christianity, which is highly influenced by uh, politics and social um, concerns, but the study of Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ. To study up and get my training videos, uh, you can go to jeffreyprather.com slash shop. My books are at amazon.com slash Jeffrey Ross Prather, or they're in the shop. I got a couple sets left here, signed sets. You can email help at jeffreyprather.com to get signed sets of the books. Training self-defense with me. My dojo is still going, 33 years. Bujinkanusa.com, B-U-J-I-N-K-A-N-U-S-A.com. Firearms still going, 25 years. Warriorschool.com slash handgun martial arts. Uh, and again, I'm on American Media Periscope Mondays and Wednesdays, the Prather Brief, and uh, Bright Down TV Friday, um, Prather, uh, the Prather Point there. I'm cutting back on my classes, courses, intensives, and seminars, but still have openings for the committed. The most committed wins. Many come, few stay. Most talk, few do. Perseverance wins over talent. Get your head in the fight. Lean in. Freedom is taken. Take it. So another segment here I want to uh, get into uh, to keep a dialogue, because it's always supposed to be uh, about a dialogue that's clear in the Didache, which is the uh, Greek translation of the training of the 12 apostles in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ, not the teaching. It's not supposed to be professor lecture. It's supposed to be master disciple, master apprentice. That's why the karate kid, everybody loves it. The karate in there is not very good. My first black belt's in karate. Uh, but the master disciple relationship is great. And that's what you see in Chosen uh, as well. So always want to have a two-way. We have that in our chaplaincy. Had it on Yankee Tango, which I will now leave. Uh, leaving Yankee Tango, don't see anybody, anybody on there anyway. Um, but that's okay. Uh, but I am on Rumble, but I can't answer you on Rumble, so I'm responding. So um, I have Tam, and this is from the 15th, 
uh, said, uh, commented on closed for COVID, open for poison gas. Jeffrey, love all your podcast. Heard your response about Australia as the new Auschwitz. Yes, we were locked down severely in parts of Oz. That was two years ago. All premiers that enacted these severe lockdowns have, have had to step down. goes back to your mental state. I live in Queensland, and I actively practiced studied noncompliance. Never wore a mask, traveled wherever I wanted, ate out as much as I was able, and saw my friends. So if you live in fear, that state of mind will become your reality. Camps were used for people re- returning from overseas only. Well, thanks for that update. I agree with everything you said. Like I was just talking to one of my students about the opposite of being fearful or fearless. And so thanks for that update. I stand corrected and stay in touch and uh, thanks. And I love uh, Australia. I've been down there diving. I've taught initiation cycles down there. I've taught corporate seminars down there. Uh, uh, Love the folks. You guys got to get your guns back, Bill, because personal liberty is ensured by personal weaponry. But um, good conversation back and forth. Uh, this is Jamie99999, uh, Pedo Pushers Pimps Play uh, from the 14th. Uh, you will never hear this on YouTube, TV, or radio. Live free or die, White Mountains, New Hampshire. You bring the ropes. I have the trees, coyotes to clean up. Uh, like your attitude, but uh, not advocating anything illegal, immoral, unethical, or violent, although the left does uh, continually, blatantly, and openly. Uh, Max Smart, 99. That's just funny. From. Um, the 14th, when I would go into the DI headquarters, it was guarded by uh, uh, guys with machine guns, MP5s, and the doors would open. I'd turn around and go, dan, da, da, for those of you who remember that far back, the, the uh, theme song. But there's no better update over you than on the Prather Point. Thank you again, Jeffrey. This article also may be of interest to members of team and all patriots. Uh, and you've got a Ricky Tiki Tavi substack there on the Ukrainian gorilla that I uh, posted on Patreon. Uh, as well. And another comment from Almond Brother 7, closed for COVID, open for poison gas. Great info as always. One question when you just discussed Paul, never meeting Jesus, there's a description where, on his, where he is on his way to persecute Christians, complete with a powerful arrest warrant, and has knocked off his high horse. Don't you love all those things that are in the Bible, like Red Sky at Night, Sailor's Delight? Uh, that's in the Bible too. There's so much in there. And Jesus asks us why he's persecuted him, and he's blind for a few days. Um, you are correct, but that me, but he never met him in person. That was a vision. He was not one of the original apostles. And I don't reject Paul. I just don't put him on the same level as Yeshua, as a lot of people do. A lot of Protestants like to put, and Catholics like to put him above Jesus even, because he's Greek. He's Jewish, but he's a Pharisee, Greek-Roman, very easy to understand. Uh, Jay Thill uh, and this is from the 14th, Whistleblowers versus Weff Wars. 13 Lives was an excellent movie and one of the best released in 2022. Jeff, JP, it would be great if you could include more questions and answers in your broadcast. Thank you, Sensei. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. So that must be one of my old martial arts students there. Or I am teaching. I say teacher here as well. And uh, Face Savant on Closed for COVID, Open for Poison. Gas from the 14th says, it's probably not a coincidence. Rihanna had all her dancers dressed in hazmat clothing. I think Rihanna is a singer, and you're probably talking about the halftime performance, but I wouldn't know because I don't follow football. I'm not really interested in uh, grown males playing kids' games, even though they're sometimes great athletes. Uh, Pat Tillman, I know who that is, joined the Rangers, passed up his contract, was killed tragically by friendly fire. But um, uh, anyway... 
So again, uh, Patriot Switch there uh, is completely voluntary. Many of my Warrior School, Dojo, Chaplaincy Initiation, Team America are already on board. If you want to shift your spending dollars to a pro-family, pro-Christian, pro-American supplier that I trust, then simply sign up with my team at HTTP. You can add an S or not, uh, colon forward slash forward slash patriotswitch.com. Pray through. Those are home products uh, that can help. So lots to cover there. Um, again, got a new Intel report uh, coming out shortly. I'm going to try and see if I can figure out why I was not able to show you this, you know, because I'm a dinosaur with all this stuff. Um, there we go. Um, so if, if you are still um, watching Bannon and being excited about uh, Republican oversight um, of the Twitter Twitter is an intelligence uh, unit. It is a storefront. It is a social media uh, company. The House Oversight Committee is not what you think it is. It's uh, not about House Oversight. It's about covering up, protecting the D.C. Uh, crowd and raising money for uh, the RNC, the Republican National uh, Committee. Real rescue will come from a new class of real warriors of old and noble lineage. lineage. Corrupted republics will be overwhelmed the same way Rome's was. Like Canadian Pastor Arthur Pulaski, um, who's having his trial right now. I've reached back out to him, praying for him. Haven't heard back yet. His hands are probably full. Uh, Rebel News is covering him. Uh, Canadian high school student Josh Alexander. Alexander protested his Catholic school, St. Joseph's, last year allowing gender-confused male rules. And he was arrested, and he was calm, and he's got a good lawyer, amazingly enough. Uh, and also Elijah Dickinson, Dickin, who went into the uh, Indiana Mall and within 15 seconds uh, interdicted, shot the shooter at 40 feet uh, who had killed three in the mall. These are the new warrior class. They're not military. They're not police, but they are very effective, and they're building a parallel warrior class. There's the Pauls, the nonviolence, and the Sicarias. It was Judas Iscar the Sicaria, Judas the Dagger Man. Uh, along with the other zealots who were sticking um, curved daggers into the backs of Rome in the crowds. That's really what that is uh, about. If you want to see or hear more of that uh, Intel report, that'll be exclusively on jeffreyprather.locals.com uh, on Friday. That's where my intelligence reports come out. So there's, there's something for everybody. You know, uh, all my casts are free. You want a deeper dive, you can go to the five, nine, 15 or $25 uh, level or my deeper dive of my training videos Natural Native Horsemanship, Handgun Martial Arts, all of that uh, up as well. So I showed you that video at the beginning there uh, that East Palestine has got this uh, electronic wrist uh, bracelet that they were given out for free in the fall and winter of last year. And this is the same thing they're always doing. If you won't take the jab, uh, then we'll put the jab in the lettuce, we'll put it in the beef, uh, we'll lie about it because they are extorting you to take only their stuff. So they're uh, burning off and destroying food supplies, so you will have to take their food supplies. And the food supplies will have uh, the mRNA mass murder weapons uh, in them. That's the plan. And so part of that plan, so initially people, I think, were saying, hey, it's just to kill people off. Uh, well, that's part of the plan, but they can't kill off all their supporters. They, if they attrit all their forces they will lose. And in the end, they will lose anyway. Uh, but I don't think that they planned that to attrit that many. 
I think that they just wanted control. They are just so excited uh, by this global control that can happen through this biodigital stuff now that they just can't contain themselves. They are obsessed with that. If you haven't seen my um, uh, Clay Clark's Freedom of Health speech in Brunson, where I talk about uh, the seduction of evil versus the process of sanctification, you might want to look that up. Uh, the process of evil is upset, oppression. We're all oppressed all the time. Barak means to oppress, to bend over. That's why you should not bow your heads. Uh, when I had uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Grossman on, he was like, big church crap where you're bowing your heads. Look at Gideon. You're not supposed to bow your head. You're supposed to raise your head to your divine parent, uh, your father in heaven. Um, not bow it down. That's that's modern uh, fake uh, Christianity. Uh, as well. People are going to get mad at me for saying that, but uh, that's okay. Uh, and all these, the conventional church has failed us magnificently, as one of my uh, handgun students uh, says, but they are obsessed because this pandemic uh, is different because they can now track everybody by injecting all these uh, systems into them. And so I just pulled this up, uh, and this came out of Team America Intelligence, all credit to them, um, because they are working hard. We're in all 50 states, not organized in all 50 states, but functioning, uh, and uh, 24, 25 countries. Uh, and this is just a quick look uh, list I was putting together before the show just to show you what's going on. Hazmat fires and trains derailments of 2023. January 28th, Kichi, Louisiana, fire. February 3rd, of course, uh, East Palestine, Ohio. That's the train everybody is finally starting to talk about that wasn't labeled uh, as a hazmat uh, train uh, and the the pollution and the ramifications of that are going to go on for a long time. And I had Todd Callender on the other day talking about how this is another way um, to uh, go after them civilly. If you can't go after them criminally, we will break through. We're going to talk about that with my special guest here in a moment. Uh, February thirteenth, Henry, South Carolina, another train. February fourteenth, Houston, Texas, another train. Uh, look at that. I spelled Tucson wrong. Uh, February 14th, Tucson, Arizona, a truck, which Team America was all over. Uh, and we got all our families and kids safe really quickly. Uh, February 16th, Kissimmee, Florida, another fire. February 16th, Detroit, Michigan, train. So if I was still an intelligence officer for 2nd Battalion, 7th Special Forces, and we were de deployed someplace, and I saw this many incidents, and I briefed my commander on this many incidents, there would be no doubt that we were being attacked. And I did this kind of stuff, but one or two incidents would be enough. This is just what I found before the show. This is very clear. So, of course, the 51 so-called intelligence experts that said uh, that the Hunter laptop was disinformation, they are bought off. They are corrupted incompetence. They are traitors. They don't know what they are doing. Just because you got a title or you got a star on your shoulder doesn't mean you know what you're doing. It just means that you're political and you're ambitious. This is obviously planned. Now, the real uh, important part uh, here uh, about this is not just that they're destroying fertilizers or not just they're killing people. That's too simple. And people are watching too many movies and, and, and there's layers to all of this. And that's really important to understand. I'm going to see if I can uh, show you this uh, next slide. Nope. Didn't get it up there. So let me remove that for a second and find this. 
Yep. Uh, and pull this one up. You know, I have an excuse. I'm I'm a dinosaur here, you know. And okay, and so uh credit out to Patriot Mondo um is the um government, the CDC just updated uh weeks before Ohio their uh toxicological profile for vinyl chloride just weeks before. Uh look at the dates of that happening, January 2023. Uh they've changed the, the toxicological profile of this. So this is telling me that there's something else going on here. So this is the first time I've talked about this. So pay attention, please, is it's not just about killing people off. It's not just about um, killing off the fertilizer supply. So that's siege warfare. We know that's happening. I've talked about that. Killing off the chickens, the egg yolks uh, help prevent uh, COVID all of that. But there's got to be some mix uh, with all of these chemicals with the jab that are out there. We just had a Team America headquarters meeting. I got a bunch of great docs in that meeting. And one of the docs is um, a former uh, Navy doc and Vietnam vet. He was talking about, well, you know, we know what the chemicals do when they are by themselves, we know. But when they spill and then when you light them on fire and the the environment and there's water, it's very hard. Plus, what's the effect with the jab? Well, obviously, this is another part of their plan. So I just showed you the last slide where it's obvious that they are sabotaging not just food sources, but they are sabotaging all kinds of chemical plants and trains and trucks. And they are spilling this out for a reason. This just is like uh, the chemtrails as well. There's a reason for this. They're escalating the fight. You go from unconventional warfare to conventional warfare. Eventually, it goes to conventional warfare. So unconventional warfare starts out covertly, clandestinely, French resistance, uh, ODA 595 in Afghanistan. But eventually, you have to go conventional to win. you got to go on the offensive. That's what I was saying at the beginning uh, of the cast. They are clearly focused. I mean, those events I showed you, there are enough that they are happening weekly, uh, at least, or sometimes bi-daily. So it's obvious that this is happening. The intelligence community is corrupted. They're not going to do anything about it. The FBI is a cover-up organization. Uh, the Homeland Security uh, as well. Uh, they are they are completely infiltrated through espionage and interdicted through sabotage, which is why I'm always talking that you've got to get your head in the fight and start schindlering them. Schindler working for the bad guys, saving Jews. Working for the Nazis, saving Jews. Uh, and not producing any shells that would work, but would buy shells because they have a strong moral code like Bonhoeffer. So this, there's clearly something else going on. This is a call out for RFI, uh, request for information. I'll get my Team America on this as well. But what's the combination? What are they trying to have happen? Um, they're try- Obviously, they want people to get that bracelet uh, because now a lot more people are going to go to the uh, East Palestine uh, Fire Department to get their bracelet because now they have put fear in them. They have made them fearful as opposed to fearless with this. So they'll click on those bracelets when we would cuff people. And I've probably cuffed at least 500 people as a federal special agent. Um, Sometimes we call them the bracelets. So that's what's happening. This is a, a crucial intelligence update from my point of view to you. And even if 
if you're not on Team America, part of being on the uh, listening is you're part of Team America and Team Global Freedom because you're listening and then hopefully you're actioning the intelligence I'm giving you. So I can give you the intelligence, which is analyzed information. I can also give you evidence, which is fact-proven truth that goes into court. They are two separate things. But for the intelligence to be useful, you have to action it. You have to do something about it. I get it out quick, uh, but you got to do something about it. You got to get your head in the fight. You can't just sit uh, on the couch. So yesterday, I don't expect you to watch all my shows, you know, uh, but, you know, I showed the uh, white noise movie that just came out on Netflix, the same pedo channel that was sponsoring Obama, uh, which is, had East Palestine uh, extras in it ag- about exactly this, which was based on a book, which is their plan to do all of these things. But the guy was talking about his new wife and he's got kids from his previous marriage and she's got and they got and uh, they're they're dysfunctional, which is, of course, the micro society of the creator, of the maker. Uh, That's micro civilization is family, is child, mother, father. Uh, And that was difficult. And he just wanted to sit by and watch all this stuff happen. And he could not. That's what they expect you to do, that you are so dumbed down and drugged up uh, and fattened up that you just sit on your couch and let them kill you and groom and rape your children. Get your head in the fight. The herd is being culled. So that's real important. Uh, So I hope that makes sense to you. More to come on that. And I will get Team America Intelligence and Team America Medical Headquarters uh, on that. Uh, You know, I had Sasha Latapova on one of my, uh, on Brighton, great lady, and saying how the DOD is doing this. My military is corrupted. Nothing new. They used to kill uh, tribal women and children all the time. Uh, But now we see that the uh, Chinese spy balloon was tracked by the intelligence community when it lifted off from Hanan Island. So they are very well aware of what they are doing. They are turned against us. The DOD and the DOJ are turned against us. My brothers and sisters in blue and green, it's not too late to get on the right side of this, to stand up and make a difference. Look at me. Todd Callender is always praising me you know, that I helped with the 300 FBI whistleblowers by talking to the FAA whistleblowers. We will win. You will lose. Honor your oaths. You're not going to have anything left. You're not going to have your kids left if you don't do something about this. So there's my message. I know you're listening and we're trying, Todd and I are trying to put DA whistleblowers again about Title 21 360 of course, we were under Title 21, 841. Um, the 1811s that are listening know what I'm talking about. Uh, but they are violating those drug codes. That's a way to approach this. Another way that we can go about this. Uh, I'm going to talk about that with my uh, guest here uh, in a moment. Uh, but uh, Norfolk Southern backed out of its community meeting last night. I was talking with Team Ohio. They were going to have some folks at the meeting. So I think they're going to cancel the meeting. I don't know if they canceled the meeting. Uh, but they didn't show up. And they're saying, uh, we had concerns uh, that um, there was going to be an outside parties uh, at the meetings. Well, of course, they've got outside parties. They import Antifa. All Team Americas report that when these Antifa uh, terrorist events happen, they are imported. It's all the same guys, if and gals. And it's upper class whites, by the way, um, who are behind the masks. 
Uh, I've talked about that uh, as well. So if the FBI wanted to do something about this, they could, but they are sold off. Antifa.com still goes to whitehouse.gov. And, but in another win, uh, the National Archives has apologized and agreed to a preliminary injunction prohibiting further pro-life targeting. A U.S. District Court judge in Washington, D.C., Deep State Central, just signed a consent order in the federal lawsuit against the National Archives filed by the American Center for Law and Justice last week. Um, it was a civil uh, violation of civil rights uh, when the National Archives Museum targeted and censored religious pro-life visitors because they were wearing pro-life shirts, because you can't say don't kill babies uh, because they're all about killing babies. Important win here, because what we've seen is the legal system is very corrupted, but on an individual level, if you're an innocent uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, or a totally totally guilty uh, Darren, whatever his name is, the black guy who ran over people at the Christmas parade, also in Wisconsin, Uh, You can be found totally guilty. You can be found found totally innocent. But normally, uh, systemically, the system is totally corrupted. This is an inflection point because this is the system. (coughs) Uh, And it's in deep state headquarters, just like what's happening in L.A., where Todd Callender was talking about having success with Villanueva, the uh, L.A. um, sheriff, (coughs) where all the other judges he had not had any success with. So inside their headquarters, their feral states and feral headquarters, there are wins. And that is very, very significant. So I never just want to uh, present problems. I always want to present solutions uh, and show you where we are winning uh, as well. And so that's important uh, as well. So just like you saw uh, that Vanguard and BlackRock are Southern Railroad owners, Uh, behind the East Palestine Railroad sabotage uh, with the shunters. It's clear with sabotage. You can look at my other video where I showed Antifa taking credit and showing how on YouTube to sabotage train rails and actually taking credit for it. The proof is there. Uh, But uh, what's behind that is the digital ID bracelets. If you won't get the jab, then we can do that. But also... Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried's bail cosigners revealed heavy affiliations with the Stanford University and election integrity. Uh, And this is out of Gateway Pundit. um, And uh, uh, the cosigners of the loan, uh, well, so uh, the judge in the case has unsealed the bond cosigners that put up the bond for Sam Bankman-Fried. And the first is Andreas Papke. Senior research scientist at Stanford University. His interests include using interfaces and systems for teaching, learning, uh, and in election integrity. And the other co-signer is Larry Kramer, former dean of Stanford Law School. The, they, they use lawfare uh, to destroy the law. Kramer is now president of William Flora Hewitt Foundation. Um, and uh, uh, this former crypto CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, was the second largest donator to the Democratic Party. Elon Musk says his actual support of the Dem elections is probably $1 billion. The money went somewhere. So where did it go? And of course, it went through Ukraine back to the Dems because Ukraine um, is a uh, false flag war. It's a real war. Ukrainians and Russians are dying. Prayers for them. But it's not about what everybody thinks it's about. It's about uh, the Ukrainian black soil, 
um, genetically modifying those fields. Uh, for the Russians, it's about fighting off genetically modified uh, avian vectors coming in. <clears throat> but that's all important to understand uh, and grasp. And so that is your update um, on uh, what's going on. So that's an important update. But I want to uh, bring on uh, my special guest, uh, Marley Hornick, uh, was a co a fellow speaker at the pit, which was a, a seminal event. And she has done great work on New York uh, audit elections and election integrity. She's fighting in feral state, feral uh, territory and making a real difference. Uh, and she also uh, counsels my wife on goats because she's a goat expert as well. So, uh, Marley, so glad to have you back. Uh, welcome back. Thank you, sir. It's an honor to be here again. And I'm so glad that the goat advice is helping. <laughs> I love them. It is. My goat. wife's out there. She's she's midwifing right now. So after the show, we might have so. to get you on to talk about that. But but uh, <laughs> glad to have you. Well, I hope everything is going well. It should be. We think so, because you're the goat expert. So um, <laughs> but you gave a great presentation at the pit. And I came up and said, wow, that was great. Could you come on? You know, I was really impressed uh, with your drive and your discernment. So um, please update us on on where you guys are at. Sure, I would love to. And, you know, I think a lot of what you're talking about is so relevant to the issues that I am particularly and uniquely addressing in New York, which is, you know, the the government basically gone rogue. Um, our founders understood the concept, fundamentally understood the concept of a zero trust system, right? They knew. <laughs> and that's why we have the three branches of government. And that's why we have uh you know, extensive now we have, you know, many, many laws have been created since they originally founded our, our, our republic. But, but those laws exist because we live in a fundamentally zero trust environment, which is to say, you know, we want freedom, we want liberty, we the people who are the sovereigns of this nation under the constitution, that's what it's, that's how it's laid out. You know, the executive is not the sovereign. All of these branches are here to serve us. And we have to be assured at every turn and whenever we would like that the government is in fact following the responsibilities that we have granted them, government by consent. So what we have in elections is a very uh, difficult nut to crack as it turns out. So originally New York Citizens Audit started like a lot of grassroots organizations. We were just you know, trying to figure out how can we prove this election was fraudulent. Well, it turns out it's inc it's incredibly difficult. And by design, there's so much plausible de deniability built into the system. How do you get accountability in a zero trust system that still exists, right? It, it hasn't been completely removed. And you're right, we are going to break through because the alternative is failure and that is unacceptable, right? What they What their real agenda is for our kids is absolutely unacceptable. So we will break through. Um, so it's like this. So our elections, the way that they've set up elections in America, and people want to argue, oh, you can't use machines, you can't do this, you can't do that. Here's the deal. The elections are like the, the jewel, the precious jewel. And in Hollywood, in movies, precious jewels are carefully guarded. They're guarded by 
uh, laser beam networks. They're guarded by slamming doors, you know, that get triggered uh, by noise or smells or, you know, there's all these sensors all around to make sure that jewel, when everybody wants to come back in the morning and tour around and take a look at it, it's still there. In elections, the, the protection, all of those boundaries are maintained by the most boring auditable records on the planet. The laws that make sure the election system is never breached is, you know, batch reconciliations, uh, sealed boxes, um, auditable chain of custody. There's, there's all of this terminology, but it's critical. And if anything about that is breached, there has to be an investigation because just think about the word certification. It, the root of that word is certain. You're absolutely certain. And this is true under the law. It's not just me talking semantics. This is true and has been the standard in the U.S. since U.S. v. Throckmorton, 1878. Certification means you are attesting. You are 100% certain that this election was accurate and administered in compliance with all relevant federal and state laws. So what's happened in New York Citizens Audit, what's happened in New York is very interesting. Right. So when we started going through their raw data, we we requested copies of the New York State Board of Elections voter rolls. We requested copies of all the different counties voter rolls, and we downloaded publicly available spreadsheets from the New York State Secretary of of State's website. And we just started looking at it. We started to find lots of anomalies. Uh, At that time, we still called them anomalies. Now we call them violations of black letter election law because that's what they really are. And, you know, when you have, for example, 1.1 million unique registrants in the state database with 2.4 million unique State Board of Elections ID numbers, that means you have 1.3 million, at a minimum, 1.3 million opportunities for fraud in the database itself, in NYS Voter, which according to federal law is the official record of source for all administration of New York state elections. So that right there, I mean, you don't even need any more. We didn't have to keep going forensic on the rolls. We did, but we didn't have to. Uh, you know, we had a clear violation of the law when we discovered that the, the Secretary of State claims 338,356 more votes cast than the New York State Board of Elections acknowledges were voters who voted. That is a massive deficit. That is so far from certainty. 338,000 more votes than voters in a federal election. That was actually a presidential election. And and the entire, basically the whole Congress turned over. And uh, uh, we did not have a senator elected that year. But the point is, that is not certainty. And their affirmative duty under the law when they certify an election is certainty. And so we know for a fact that the people who certified the, the election in 2020, just as we know the people who did it again in 2022, they committed perjury. And not only did they commit perjury, but they committed perjury against one of the most sacred rights and and freedoms of the American people, which is to choose our representatives, right? Since when do they have the right to ignore the law? 
if you have 338,000 more votes than voters, you ignored the law. You didn't make sure. So we have proof now. We have so much proof in New York Citizens Audit that these records are not being maintained according to the law. Now, why should anyone care, right? Why should anyone care if the records in New York are not accurate? And here's this lady and she's crying and it's not accurate and it's not fair. You know, New York has 29 electoral college votes. California has more. Illinois has more, or I can't remember actually how many Illinois has. You know, if we don't push back on this lawless behavior, if we don't hold these people accountable in what they consider to be their home turf, you can kiss those electoral votes goodbye forever. And that is a national matter. Right. You might say, oh, let them have it. You know, if they're so crazy to vote that way, let them have it. You know, in 2020, there were one hundred ninety five thousand people in New York City who voted according to the New York City Board of Elections and their votes were erased at the state level. So did New York City choose any of these things? You know who knows? Nobody. Nobody knows. And that's not how we operate in a zero trust system. So New York Citizens Audit is all about this particular issue. We have to move back to the rule of law. And this, of course, applies across the board. But if you don't have provable elections, you no longer have a country. You don't have a rule of law. If if elections officials, if we allow them, and that's really what it comes down to in the end, if we allow them to gaslight us and tell us it's accurate, and we say, no, this is not accurate. And they're like, well, it's, it was an error. It was a clerical error. We pressed enter 1.3 million times by accident. That is basically, we are we are granting them the authority to become our tyrants, right? We still have an opportunity here in America. We can still turn this back. We really can. And I, I'm not going to be foolish and naive and say we can, you know, all this damage is going to disappear because it's it's really sad, actually. A lot of it is really very, very sad. And it's very sad in New York. And uh, people who follow me on Twitter know that I'm continually throwing up examples from all over the state because folks on Long Island might not know what's going on in the city or what's going on in Western New York. It's all over the state. There's so much unnecessary tragedy. And it's all there, as far as I can tell, just to destabilize us and make us forget that we're supposed to be a nation of laws. And we have to hold them accountable. I agree with everything you're saying, and I've seen your presentations and your your uh, metrics uh, and your evidence is impeccable. But again, the issue isn't proof. There's plenty of proof. Uh, the issue is prosecution and finding an inflection point. And so, you know, I had Todd on the other day, Todd Callender on one of my shows. He was talking about the Swiss criminal complaint looks better than the Thai a civil complaint because the Thai princess is in a coma or dead, we don't really know, um, bought into the AstraZeneca. Uh, now I'm thinking there are, Aaron Brockovich got on and talked about uh, what Biden not addressing the East Palestine spill. Eventually there's going to be a breakthrough, uh, you know, if uh, the, Swiss, the Swiss nullify the agreement on the Pfizer-Moderna uh, damages, then that's a breakthrough. But 
the breakthrough you're look you're also looking for a breakthrough on uh, the election law as well because a lot of this stuff is tied into the phones. You take the phone in, you've got an IP going, things can can change. So how? And I don't want you to give away any strategy, um, but you know since we were both at the pit, and I actually have a, a rumble listener saying they heard us at the pit right now. Um, uh, uh, I think the pit was a really good example because after that uh, is when uh, Greg, well, admitted, they admitted that they were FBI, well, Greg admitted he was an FBI informant. And I guess the FBI agent told uh, him to go nuclear to release this. They, they went to uh, jail for a while. That case is still going on in LA. So that is somewhat of a breakthrough from that event, from you and I doing that event but you need more of a breakthrough uh, to get through. And, and uh, it, without revealing any strategy, revealing any OPSEC there that you don't want to, you know, what's your status and what's your plan for that? Well, there's a couple layers uh, that I could address with that question. But the first and foremost one is that we actually, we're ready. <laughs> we have our inflection point and I'm not even being secretive about it. I'm going all over the place and saying the certifiers committed perjury they broke the law, they certified a fraud, and they are personally and in their official duty responsible for that. And they defrauded a state. They may have participated in defrauding a nation and they have to be held accountable. And the law is clear. And so that actually is a lawsuit we could file tomorrow. We don't have the funds right now to pay an attorney properly, but that's why I'm appealing to people to realize that when I'm talking about an election fight in New York, that we are, we have, it's provable. We have all the evidence we need to go straight at that inflection point, which is the certifier. Because, you know, I don't know who won in 2022. I don't, but I do know that New York Citizens Audit and many, many, we have probably had 5,000 people sign our petition from across New York State to have that election investigated based on those gross inaccuracies, gross violations of black letter election law. They never responded. We provided that in May of 2022. Not only did they never respond, but they went ahead and did another election. They administered and certified another election based on the same provably fraudulent database. Just to give you an idea, what do I mean when I say provably fraudulent that database? So for example, we're doing comparisons now, we're doing comparative analysis. So sure, when we first looked at the database, we found you know, the 1.3 million clones. We found uh, 70,000 people whose registration date was after their last voted date. Uh, we found you know, uh, one and a half million registration records that were purged with no purge date. And then when we graphed them, we discovered that they don't correlate to any registration that was ever active in the database. What does that mean? It means they were born purged. One and a half million registered voters in the New York State Voter Database. Why would they create one and a half million purged records? which could never be given a ballot, if there was an actual person connected to that, if they went into the polls, they can't have a ballot. They can't vote. There's no remedy. Why would they create them that way if they're not voting them, (laughs) 
right? Like why go to all that trouble? So we know they're voting them because 30,000 of them voted in 2020, even though that's a legal impossibility. We have a quarter of a million people whose registration dates were, were altered from October of 2021 to December of 2022. Why? That's like saying, you well, know, I have a new birthday. Let me stop you there for a second. So again, your metrics and your chain of custody is impeccable. Totally agree with that. But again, what they have done in unrestricted warfare is they have espionaged, infiltrated inflection points in law enforcement, whether that's the attorney general, the state attorney general, uh, the constables, whatever. They have got those guys so that when you try and bring this stuff, then they interdict it. They don't pay attention to it. So that's why I'm always talking about counter-espionage, counter-sabotage. So right. you've got to find a place. Not It's not just a matter of raising money, and you know we can help you do that. It, you've got to have a bunch of things in place. You've got to have some really sharp attorneys, better than district attorneys and U.S. attorneys and assistant United States attorneys and public, public district attorneys, which is not hard, by the way, because they're lazy. Uh, but you got to have sharp guys like Todd Callender uh, as well. But then you've also got to have somebody in the law enforcement community that's going to take that complaint on that side, unless you're going to go civil, unless unless your remedy is civil where you can bring that. Um, that's why when you do this, I recommend that you just don't have funds and an attorney. You approach uh, an AG or a DA that is um, approachable and friendly, you've got to have all those ducks in a row to make this work. Because um, what they do with Hunter and Hillary is they don't ever bring it because there's no precedent then established. Because once there's precedent established, then you can use that legal precedent against them. So you got to either go criminal or civil. You know, right now Todd's talking about uh, the jab uh, deaths and uh, looks like it's going to break through Switzerland. It'll break someplace. This is going to break someplace too. Right now in, in the Konek case, they're just kind of dragging it out slowly, but it hasn't been right. dismissed. But so the what's Konek your plan? case is it the Konek case is you see, this is this is the crucial dif difference. The Konek case is a criminal investigation. There has to be a criminal investigation because you're making a criminal charge. Uh, a charge of a violation, a, a mass violation of civil rights acting under the color of law is actually a civil rights case. It's a, it's a federal civil rights act that has to be enforced. You go against that certifier because we can prove that the database is, is full of falsified information. In fact, it's so full of falsified information, you can't even tell what's true and neither can they. So we have proof that the certification was an outright fraud. You can't, the law stipulates exactly how these records have to be maintained and it's not happening. So it's, it, again, we're not going in to have an argument about who really won because we know no one knows who really won. We don't, no one knows actually. And, and that should be a crime all in and itself. And it actually is a crime, to tell you the truth, because it has to be provable. In a zero trust system, they have to prove to us that the election was accurate. We, 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 there's no law that says we have to 
take their word for it. That's not the rule of law. So again, we're not talking about an election argument. We're not talking about there were this many votes and this person is not eligible and did vote. And so here we go. Now we're down in the weeds, right? Now we're going to have this debate about whether or not there's some reasonable explanation for this category of falsity or that category of no. If they weren't certain that it was accurate when they certified, they're legally responsible. And it's it's a federal civil rights issue, which is such a thing of beauty, really, if you think about it, because every lawfare case that is fought about elections is not fought about election law. It's fought about civil rights. It's always, uh, you know, the little old lady the woman from the, you know, the, the black woman, the this woman, the over here, these people are the ones who are being disenfranchised. Therefore, we have to loosen the law. We have to stop identifying voters um, definitively. We have to let all of them into the database. But this isn't the law, you know. So they're arguing these civil rights violations, but who is actually being defrauded is all of the people are being defrauded because the, the elections are a well, shell game. So, so again, you know, you were there, we were both there all day. I went and talked to Lamb. I went and talked to Mac. They were in the back of the room. I talked to Mark Fincham, you know, uh, and I didn't see anything happen from that. And Catherine Engelbrecht has done so much supporting of Lamb. I don't see him doing anything. Todd Callender says the only one he sees again is Sheriff Villanueva uh, in uh, LA. There's got to be. So yes, it's, it's all a violation okay. of law. I'm a former special agent federal law enforcement agent, but the criminals are in charge of the law. There's nobody to enforce right. the law. You've got, to find a, you've got to find a way to do it. That's what I'm saying. That's where the breakthrough has to happen. I understand what you're saying. I really do. And I'm not trying to be naive. I, I'm not. <laughs> it's. I'm not saying this is easy. What I'm saying is, you know, the alternative, which is to allow them to continue breaking the law and not fight it because we'll never win. I mean, if you never get in the game, you'll definitely never win. And I'm not saying that you're not in the game or Catherine's not in the game. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying this is the fight that I know uh, I, you know, I have the evidence for New York Citizens Audit has the evidence. Now, regarding sheriffs, DAs and all of these other officials, we are certainly meeting with them. Uh, and we even had one sheriff, it was a very interesting meeting, uh, a guy out in Western New York who is interested in our evidence and wondering if we have something actionable for him. And so we provided him with information about uh, the identity theft that we believe is taking place at scale in the database. So going back again to those cloned registrations, if I mean, it's a criminal violation again. But if you know someone, if someone uses your personal identifying information to commit a felony, that is a criminal charge, and the Board of Elections is doing it at scale in the NYS voter database. So we brought him some examples from his county. It was a fascinating meeting, right? Because I walked into this boardroom, and I thought I was meeting with the sheriff. Uh, there was about maybe 15 people in the room. Not a single one of them introduced themselves. So it wasn't until much later that I realized that I was speaking to not only the sheriff of that county, I was speaking to the sheriff of another county. I was speaking to the DA. I was speaking to the county attorney. And I was speaking to all of their staffers and a couple of detectives. So I gave a presentation of our data. 
And I brought it back down because I knew the sheriff was there. And so I brought it back down to this criminal issue because I know if you want to speak to a sheriff, you can't just go in and say, hey, the elections aren't fair. They, there's nothing they could do about that. So we brought them, you know, evidence of a crime in his county. We brought him a whole bunch of these clones to investigate. And we said, look, we've canvassed this one. You know, we know this person's identity was stolen. So he said, well, look, in the meeting, he was kind of rough and he was like, oh, you know, we'll, you know, prove it. And kind of like his energy was all about, and I realized this, he wanted to show everyone in the room that he was not just going to um, accept a bunch of election deniers <laughs> information, right? He came up to me after the meeting though, and he said, look, he said, I actually really want you guys to be right. He said, give me the 10 best clones you have. Give me that they're bomb proof and I'm going to go and investigate them. And if you're right, I'm taking you to the New York State Sheriff's Association. So we did. We Excellent. gave him 10. And as of what day is it? Today's Thursday. As of last Friday, the report back was that he was so disturbed by what happened when they followed up on those that he immediately called the state police and said, you have to start taking these people seriously. You have to now, meet with so them that, again. But, so that's great. But understand. So <clears throat> getting to the New York State Sheriff's Association, that's excellent. That's what I was trying to do uh, with Max Constitutional Sheriff, but it's really a political fundraising yeah. organization, just like the Republican Party is. <clears throat> Two things. you got to get off of the federal task forces. I worked with, I federalized lots of <clears throat> sheriffs when I was a DA agent. Because once you take that federal money, they're bought and paid for. Uh, so if you can if you can keep separate from that, that that will work. As you start to go up to the state police and everything, though, you're going to see even more federal influence over the Arizona audit. Uh, the FBI, I'm sure, within that uh, Department of Public Safety DPS plane, stingraying or blackfinning uh, the auditors uh, by their phones. You've you've got to put all these ducks in a row uh, to make this happen and, and move forward. It's got to be. And also, if you can put political pressure on them, you know, that, hey, we'll really support you, you know, if you we will support your campaign and everything. Uh, and then it's even got to go to judges, uh, you know, Esther Salas in, in New York. You know, Esther Salas's story, right? Her son and, and, and husband shot because she was doing the Epstein case. So the message there was real clear. If you if you take this case, you know, we'll kill off your family. Scalia, I believe, was assassinated. So you got to have all of those elements, not just the legal metrics. Uh, and, you know, Team America New York's working with you and they can help you with that, too, uh, as well. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm not negating anything you're saying. I'm just I'm just saying you got to think on a much bigger strategic scale. Well, OK, so, for example, in the arena of public pressure, we are we are at. At currently, we're at 1,300 vetted, participating, active members of New York Citizens Audit across New York State. So, uh, you know, a week and a half, uh, I don't even know, it could be three weeks ago now, to tell you the truth, we went to Albany. We brought 120 copies of our 2020 report, which really details the fact that basically the database, the New York State voter database has been breached, and it's really a national security emergency. Uh, so we started briefing. Uh, we met with 45 New York City Assemblymen that day. People from all over the state came. Uh, they're pressuring them locally. We've also had, you know, the, the petition that we originally created, petition for redress of grievances, according to uh, the First Amendment of the Constitution. We had brought 
to multiple counties. And this was really a beautiful thing because people would go to their county legislators and every citizen who wants to uh, bring some kind of information into that meeting has between two and three minutes to speak. So they would bring 15 people and, uh, and read the entire petition start to end, start to finish out loud into the record while all of those county legislators were sitting there looking at each other, hearing the information, talking about the, you know, the, the breaches of the data and the irregularities in the data that are violations of the law. And now we're, we're doing that again. Um, we actually have a petition now that we're circulating and a resolution that we're circulating also. And they both call for an end-to-end -end audit of the 2020 general election based on the fact that uh, we know they certified 2020 with 338,000 more votes than voters. We know they certified it with three quarters of a million votes cast by ineligible registrants. And therefore, they probably did it again and it has to be investigated. Now, that might sound like, you know, sure, what's she smoking over there that they're going to audit? But our point with the resolution and with the petition is that every town in New York State, you know, when when people get the resolution filled out for their town officials, for their four town board members and their town supervisor or for their mayor or for their town clerk or for their town dog catcher, I don't even care. All of these people have to be caught on record saying yes or no. I find these violations concerning. I admit that they violate the U.S. Constitution. I admit they violate federal law and breach the error rate allowable under federal law in an election. And therefore, I think we should have an investigation. Or no, <laughs> I don't think we should have an investigation. This looks great to me. You know, three quarters of a million ineligible voters looks just fine and I'm not worried about it. Either way, they're on record town by town across New York State. And these have already been submitted in over 20 towns. Uh, every time the town board members ask the same question, uh, who's already signed this? Because they're they're not even a, a judge, right? They're not even at the level of the the judge you were talking about. But they're terrified, just as as a town board member, and you know whatever East Podunk, New York. So, so we have people all over the state now, and more and more and more people are getting involved. The reason they're getting involved in New York is because they're making it a pit of misery. And so no matter what political party people are affiliated with, they're realizing uh, that we're really in a bad position. We're, we're really stuck. And they're, you know, they're telling New York City parents that if they're not jabbed and, and they don't have all kinds of medical proof, they can't even come on campus to pick up their kids or to have a meeting with their kid's teacher. You know? So now that's been rescinded. Oh, no, no, we take it back. They're going to turn around and enforce that as soon as everyone quiets down again. So. The problem, you know, that's the problem in New York is, and that's from the perspective of getting enough citizens involved. Like I said, we have, we have what, 1,200, 1,300 right now. We need a hundred thousand. And, uh, and we well, do, we have people all over the state now presenting this data. And I'll tell you when it's presented, you know, the people of New York get it. <laughs> no, you're doing great in your numbers. Uh, and uh, one of the, Watcher says, good work, Marley. Hope you'll take a step back and see JP's bigger picture advice. Um, but um, uh, why don't you, with, all, with your 1300, why don't you file a civil rights complaint? Uh, you, obviously, there has to be a complaint 
before, uh, I mean, that's how the system works. You know, somebody makes a complaint, some law enforcement official at some level takes the complaint. It goes then to some kind of district attorney or assistant United States attorney who decides whether it's valid or not, whether to decline it or not. Like I had lots of declinations where I took the dope. It didn't, I 202'd the guys, bioed the guys, but cut the guys because the proof wasn't there. But there has to be a complaint with a lot of people with civil rights. Um, that's that's a great way to go. Well, when you are ready, uh, and I think you've got you've always had a lot of people and you've got a lot of supporters. But that would be very hard to ignore, and you could get across the board, uh, you know, more support because of because of the civil rights issue there. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, and, and we can file, I mean, we can file technically under HAVA, we're allowed to file a complaint with the Board of Elections. Um, we don't, I guess we haven't invested in that strategy because it just seems so fruitless, but it's important to have followed all of their procedures, I have to say, uh, as vexing as sometimes that may be, um, or as ingratiating, let's say. Uh, you know, having already provided them with all of the information and having received absolutely no response. Uh, but that's the next step at the state level. Or, as I was saying, the next step is to file in federal court, which is what I would really like to do, because I want to see these certifiers held accountable. Personally, I, because if I, I would if, say, if a certifier I, it was held personally accountable, that's going to send a, you know, speaking of reverberations and ripples through the system. That's going to really help people understand that there is, there are going to have to prove this is accurate and there are going to be consequences. And we have met, I will say we have met with one commissioner from the Board of Elections who was willing to meet with us and he set up all kinds of um, boundaries around the meeting, uh, you know, protecting himself from what he perceived would be an ambush. The first half an hour of the meeting, he did nothing but uh, ignore us, defend himself, and tell us we were wrong. By the end of the meeting, though, I'll tell you, and it just happened to be that this guy is a data scientist. By the end of the meeting, he realized that we had just proved to him that the accurate election he had administered in his county was materially altered by the state and certified by the state, and he was not happy. And that is something that just happened. So I can't say what the outcome of that will be, and I can't say what his personal decisions will be in the matter. But, but in terms of uh, forcing the accountability and forcing people to realize that we are not conspiracy theorists, we have uncovered a massive crime. I, I would say if you can get a complaint in all of the different uh, sheriff's counties uh, that'll at least show you where you can get it through. You won't get it through all, but if there's a majority, then you get the New York Sheriff's Association. I would go low-hanging fruit up. I would not go federal uh, because it's it's uh, taken territory for the most part. Um, you know, then again, you, you know, I just talked about the the NARA reversal uh, there, but you know, New York, the, the New York federal court is used against Trump all the time. Uh, yes. when they can't do something DC. So go on federal. I don't, that's enemy territory. If you're going to be in enemy territory, you got to be undercover. But now getting down to the constables and to the local sheriffs and putting complaints out there uh, and seeding those and see where those complaints come, I think th- that would be, you know, my advice, but I'm coming from, you know, a law enforcement perspective. 
um, on this, you, what you're going to need, you know, uh, that's real, real important part. But I, I salute all your great work. Um, and I, but again, the problem isn't proof. The, the problem is prosecution. But um, before I let well, you the go, problem, over- I will say one thing. The, the problem in many other election cases that have gone forward was proof. And, and that is real. And I'm not saying that's what happened with Carrie Lake. And I'm not saying that's what happened in every instance, but but that has been a problem. So this this is a slightly it's new territory from that perspective. It's not to say that they're not just going to try to remove standing. It doesn't mean that they're going to you know, they're not going to come up with every counter argument that they possibly have or just attack me personally or attack. And I of course, they're going to do those things. That's what they do. That's how you maintain control is keep everyone terrified and avoid accountability. No, that, that's a great point that it is different and your meticulous metrics and chain of custody are crucial to that uh, argument, but you got to have all those other pieces uh, in line too. And, 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 you know, that's why I was impressed with your present presentation, had you on before, having you on now, we'll have you on again. I'm just trying to help. I'm not trying to criticize. I'm trying to augment what you're doing from a law. And if you don't have a law enforcement guy there, you need to get one a law enforcement Patriot. It'll give you that perspective. But before we wrap up, just a, a personal note, I, you know, I haven't really um, talked to Greg. I've tried to since the pit and since the whole revelation. But when I found out when he admitted in his testimony that he was an FBI informant, I was like, Oh, I probably, if he had told me that beforehand, I probably would not have come and spoken because Having graduated from the FBI Academy in 1990, friends with the hero of the Miami gunfight, Ed Morales, done undercover for me. You know, I, I well know how bad that is now, but I still think that the FBI agent who ran him, who said go nuclear, he should have come out himself. But I still think that Greg and Catherine did a lot of service, but I'm not sure they understood what was going on. But I wanted to get your perspective because uh, I did talk to the LA prosecutors that were there and stuff like that. But what's your point of view on all that? Well, all I can say really about that is that we are truly in uncharted waters. And I don't know that I would always or that I will always make the right strategic choices. And I pray every day for Greg and Catherine, for Greg and Catherine, because I feel that uh, the spark of the true spirit and the, the grace to move forward um, and protect our nation, protect our children and protect all that we hold dear. Um, I mean, that's really what this ends up being about, right? It's not really about elections. It's not really about this or that or the other thing. It's about, you know, we are born uh, with love. <laughs> it's in, it's innate within us. We love this world. It is so beautiful. Like when, when I feel disheartened, when I feel discouraged, I just go outside and there is always a miracle waiting for me there. We live in such a beautiful world. My children are extraordinary. I, I'm so grateful every day to be their mother. That's what this really boils down to. We love this world. Do I think Greg and Catherine love this world? Absolutely. And I admire them for that. I admire you for it. You know, I'm so happy that you guys are going to have baby goats. They're the cutest things in the world. You're going to have the most fun. You know, they grow up fast is all I can say. Enjoy it for three weeks. But but that's what that's what this boils down to. And and actually, if you really want to go there, what our adversary wants more than anything is to make us forget that is to 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 like uh, 
fractalize our minds so massively and, and assault us with so much trauma that we can't remember that we're beings of love and that we're here on this podcast and everyone listening is here present because we love this creation. We know it's sacred. We know what they want to do is destroy it. And we're trying to get our wits about us. They've been working on this for a very long time. It's not an easy battle, but we can't just lay down. Every single time we lay down or, or, or you know, pretend we knew better or whatever, it's like that's an opportunity where the adversary has a win. It's, it's just an open, an open door, right? Come on in here. Come on into my house. Don't be, a, don't be shy. Come eat my food. Come take my kids. No, they can't have it because we love it because it matters. And that's, that's to me, I mean, I don't, I don't have all the answers to everything you've raised. I think you've raised some really good points. I didn't take it personally at all. I don't care if people criticize me and if people have constructive criticism, that's really good. Because I don't have all the answers. Uh, a year and a half ago, I was a goat milking mom. You know, but <laughs> but I love this world. So that so yeah so let's be clear. I admire you. I support you. You know, I'm on your side, uh, and I think what you're doing is great. I'm just trying to to give you some helpful advice. Where so where can people fo uh, follow you? Where where would you like people to go and look? Sure. AuditNY.com is our home base of operations. Uh, you can read all of our forensic reports there about the voter rolls in New York. If you're working on rolls in another state, uh, you might enjoy reading the deficits report or the identity theft report, which are there, because it might give you some ideas about how to organize your data. Those ideas actually came to me from the pit, and there was another person there who helped me structure our data into a way that was more meaningful than just ranting and complaining. Uh, also, you can read the resolution for an audit there. There's a lot of important federal law that's cited in that resolution. Same thing if you're in another That's auditny.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, Marley Hornick, and on, uh, what the heck, Truth Social. Although right now I can't get on there without a V, with, when my VPN, I have to disable my VPN to. It's so annoying. I don't understand why I have to do that. So I'm irked. So I haven't been very active on Truth Social. And you can follow uh, New York Citizens Audit News on all social media platforms. Well, you are doing an awesome uh, job. And it, it is about our children. The red lines are doorstep. It's parents versus pedos. And uh, I thank you for coming on today. Prayers out. And Team New York will, uh, Team America New York will continue to work with you. So thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the opportunity to come on and have another chat. <laughs> we'll do it again. Okay, so there is the uh, great Marley Hornick working so hard at AuditNewYork.com. Uh, and that and she's the answer to uh, people who say, well, I'm not a special forces guy. I'm not a former special agent. I don't know. She is a wonderful mom and a uh, raiser of goats uh, who counsels my wife, uh, who is new to goats, and is just a uh, fierce uh, lover of God and her children and the creator's creation and a perfect example of how and why we will win this in the end. So I hope you uh, enjoyed that. Again, that's auditnewyork.com. And she's actually helped out other states and given uh, great advice. Uh, and um, 
think the pit was a good thing because it brought a lot of Liberty luminaries together to work together. So fear not, God bless. Uh, keep the faith and hold fast. We are winning and we will win this. And this is what winning looks like. But remember, freedom is never given. It is earned, won, fought for, and taken. So take it.